0: This presentation was from UX Australia 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Hello. So as Steve said, my name's Mitch and I'm a UX designer at NIB Health Funds. Today I want to talk to you about creating unlikable experiences, Uh, Okay. Um, and hopefully doing so with good design practice. What I mean by unlikable experiences is experiences that are necessary because of a business need or a technical constraint, but a counter to the user's goals. So it might be something like bumping a customer off a flight or forcing an update on an old device that's already struggling or uh, not letting them use their favorite password because you require 16 characters and an emoji or... (laughs) Pepsi used to have these cans with added caffeine and they became a part of my daily routine and then one day I went to the service station and they were just gone. Um, So we all have to create these kinds of disappointing experiences sometimes. But we don't tend to spend a lot of time thinking about what those experiences are like. Because in some ways, uh, business is a system of economic Darwinism where profitable behaviours are focused on and nurtured and the rest falls away as an inefficiency. And it's hard sometimes to sell the dollar value of disappointing users. But there is value there, and it's our responsibility as designers to look up from the work that's in our hands and forecast how this interaction impacts that user down the line, how it impacts the way that they speak to their friends and family, or how it interacts the guard that they have when they approach us again. And I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about this myself until I worked on a project that was wholly and solely based on disappointing users. It was a project uh, aimed at informing our customers about an increase to their insurance premium. Uh, any uh, Netflix users out there will know what I'm talking about. I don't want to pick on them, but just that was a recent one. Uh, you get an email, and it's got this nondescript subject line and buried in the content somewhere is information about a service change. It's like the words price and increase have disappeared from their vocabulary. These are uh, experiences that are designed specifically to be ignored and designed to be forgotten. We had a chance to do something different. We wanted to make a disappointing experience that was engaging and helped our users to understand and hopefully accept that their price was going up, to feel that it was fair and reasonable. And so We started this project the same way we would any other. We collected data. We looked at GA data. We spoke to subject matter experts. We looked looked at uh, feedback from previous campaigns. And we put (laughs) together some prototypes to get them into user testing. And it was in that user testing that I realized how different this project would be to my usual days of trying to deliver delight. Because the feedback in those user testing sessions was scathing. It was brutal. It was sitting in a room for eight hours while users just came in one after the other and said nothing but negative things about what we'd created. And why would they say anything other, right? It's, it's telling them that their price is going up. And it wasn't just our users who were disheartened. Our, our team was disengaged as well because it's not easy to hear nothing but negative things about something you've spent a lot of time working on. And what I realized was that if we continued down that path, we were going to end up with a team that was getting more and more disengaged from the project. And so to overcome that, we became more specific about our goals. Being more specific about our goals. So we always have a metric of success and we have a happy path and a sad path. But the problem is when you're delivering disappointment, the uh, range of possible experiences that a user can have becomes much more truncated. And that happy path starts to look a bit like that sad path. And if you hit somewhere in the middle, it's hard to tell which way you're headed. So we needed to be more specific about our goals and what kind of behaviors we would expect to see um, moving in the right direction. So when we did that, when we got more granular and laid that over the research that we'd done, we started to see patterns and, and some pain points. And the key pain point for us was an issue of disengagement And that fundamentally came from an issue of trust. Because once we dropped that bomb, when we'd given that bad information, or that disappointing information, our users were becoming disengaged. Everything we said to them from that point forward went through this filter of, do I still trust these guys? Would I take the advice that they give me? And often the answer was no. And so even things like sus scores, which are designed to separate that objective and subjective insight, become impacted by that negative experience because um, that disappointment uh, makes the the user disengage and that impacts on the functionality and so to win our users back we used a tactic called pacing and leading. What I mean by that, well by pacing I mean following, keeping pace, letting our users lead the conversation we knew that our users had a very clear question and that was why is my price going up and so We had to answer that question in direct and simple language before we could move forward. So we restructured our content and we led with that question and the answer to it. From there, we found other things that we and our users could agree upon to maintain that pace. And so we talked about there are other options. You could leave NIB and go to another health insurer. You could leave health insurance altogether. They are valid options for a customer. And we talked about what that would be like for them. And that's how we brought back that engagement by talking about things that we agreed upon. And once we did that, we transitioned into the topic that we wanted to talk about, have the question in their mind, what can you do about it? Because it's all too easy in these experiences of disappointment to do the mic drop, to deliver that bad news, your price is going up, peace out. Because there's there's no desired action. There's no product to buy. There's no service to join. It's just delivering bad news. But if you can give your user back some control over that situation, you can leave them feeling empowered. And even if the price rise or whatever that bad experience is, is inevitable, having that sense of control will impact the way that they feel about that experience when they look back on it. So we finished with a what can you do about it section, which gave some advice on how they could minimise the impact of that um, price rise. A few months after the project, we got an email from our performance analyst to say that we'd seen a significant increase in the time users were spending in our content. It was up double from the previous year. We'd also heard from our call center that we'd had a decrease in customers calling to leave NIB and an increase in customers who were calling for a cover review, which was something we suggested in our what can you do about it section. So those three things together, we think, suggest that uh, we had a positive impact in this space. There's so much more that I could talk about with this project, but I just don't have enough time in 10 minutes. So feel free to come and say hello afterwards or or tomorrow. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the rest of the talks. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.